to the One Millionth Academy Awards. We are not your hosts, but we're going to stand here a little too long so that the people who get USA Today tomorrow will think that we hosted. That's great. That's great. So just a quick update for everybody in case you're confused. There is no host tonight. There won't be a popular movie category, and Mexico is not paying for the wall. commercials, but we will be presenting commercials during the awards. So if all the winners could please say, Hellman's mayonnaise, we're on the side of food, instead of your speeches, that would be great. Again, we are not your hosts this year, but if we had hosted, it probably would have gone like this. I'm Freddie Mercury. Well, I'm the wife. Buster Scruggs, I hardly know her. Hey, Jack. That's a good one. Hey, Chadwick Boseman, what kind of plans you got later? These spanks are so tight, they've entered my Spider-Verse. I'm Sam Elliott for Sam Elliott Mustache Wax. Rome is on Netflix. What's next? My microwave makes a movie. And, and don't worry, Bradley. After four kids, I, too, have peed myself at the Grammys. You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. It's a tradition unlike any other, and it continues this year. It's the Mad About Movies Oscars postgame show. Hmm. A lot of hot thoughts coming out of this one this year. (laughs) We thought the La La Land year was bad. This one... There's a lot, a lot of, a lot of mixed emotions, a lot of feelings, a lot of hot takes, a lot of opinions about to happen, and um, I can hear Brian in the background just anxiously <laughs> awaiting thoughts. And um, what and, a year! Yeah, Whew. it was. Um, we're finally done with it, though, so that's a good thing, I guess. We can finally move on. Technically, mm. we've tried to move on on podcast wise, but uh, we can move on <laughs> officially now. No more shallow. Um, Sadly, we'll no. I, we'll yeah, I actually. Have Next to, week I, we're reviewing Cold War, though. I think. Is what <laughs> <just>. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna. Oh gonna, man. Oh man. Oh, there's a lot, lot to get, lot to get, <laughs> a lot to get into. We've got all three of us in the house: um, Kent, Brian, Richard. And um, without further ado, let's um, let's start it off. Let's start general thoughts on Oscars 2019. Um, no host this year, and we can start there. Uh, I put it out there during the show. Um, by the way, thanks everyone who followed us on at Mad About Movies during the show, and the live tweeting was always good. Thank you, Brian, for handling that. Um, yeah, too, you guys helped a little I'm bit. I'm too well. scatterbrained to be able to handle <laughs> watching it and tweeting because by the time I tweet something, I've missed four things on the mm-hmm, TV. I can't, mm-hmm. can't, yeah. can't do it. Um, but yeah, follow us at Mad About Movies if you want that uh, kind of shenanigans to continue. But um, but yeah, it, no host this year. I kind of put out there. I'm all in for it, man. I thought it. I thought it went well. Uh, the no hosting thing. I thought they they did the right thing by bringing out Tina and Amy first bit right out the gate, and they did a little kind of stand up thing we that we played in the intro, and um, 
I think that's what they should have done. And then that the kind of comedy bits were over uh, for the most part. And they had maybe one or two lines written for the presenters. And that was kind of it. And they kept it moving and had the voiceovers coming out of break and some some little nice montages here and there. And I thought for the most part, from a programming standpoint, I thought they did a really good job um, producing the show and keeping it going. So that was a main concern. It always is. And... I can say this is probably the earliest we've ever done this show being on the uh, <laughs> on the post game show. Probably the earliest we've ever recorded it. So that is a mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking the whole time, I was like, what truly are we missing? You know, somebody bringing us out from break and throwing it to somebody else, or making a quip about the last, uh, you know, the last speech or something. And sometimes that's good, sometimes it's not. And but really, it kind of just uh, adds time. It adds about forty minutes to the show, probably of of, of time. And so I was all for how they uh, went about that tonight. What are your guys' thoughts, Brian? Yeah, it, for the most part, I think it went pretty well, uh, as about as well as could be expected. There were some some strange spots where it did seem to kind of lag between, um, like, how do we get to the next bit? The ending was very awkward with Julia Roberts just kind of, all right, good night to my kids, which is a, kind of a weird <laughs> send-off for, for the whole thing. Um, I felt... Very uncomfortable right off the bat when we had Tina and Amy and Maya up there doing sort of the opening monologue. Not because they weren't good; they they were. They're always great. I'm I'm always happy to have uh, Tina and Amy and any <laughs> anybody else they want to bring along host uh, host pretty much anything. But it it you did kind of have this moment of like, okay, if we're gonna have Tina and Amy up here doing the monologue and the the hosting duties, then why didn't we just have them be the host? It just kind of had an awkward, strange feel to it, but we never went back to that. Well, I guess. So it it just kept, but yeah, it moved along at a a pretty brisk pace. We're at, you know, right under three and a half hours, which is kind of sad to say that's a, that's a pretty quick show at this point, two years ago, we were still trying to determine who actually won best picture, you know? So things are, um, things, things moved. Okay. Once, once it got going, um, and I, I thought for the most part, most of the, uh, the presenters handled that, you know, their moment pretty well. Some of the presenters were odd choices and I'm not sure, <laughs> not sure exactly where we were going with, with so that we'll but, get into that, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm always, I'm always happy to see Tom Morello, especially, uh, involved <laughs> in, 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 the, in the movie scene. Uh, yeah. We need to know his thoughts on everything like, you want me to need tom morello's reaction get tom morello's reaction <laughs> they kept cutting to him. <laughs> i know like, what well, strange thing but anyway uh overall i think i think no host was was fairly successful and i don't know if this is richard you may be better equipped uh, to answer this I, I i don't know if this is the way moving forward or if this is a um you know, every third year or something we don't have. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how this plays out moving forward, but, but I thought it was, uh, it certainly was better than having James Franco up there or, you know, sure. staring at Neil Patrick Harris's suitcase and stuff like that. Uh, him so, and his underwear. Still waiting on that payoff. <laughs> um, yeah. first off, uh, pumped for James Eha's uh, presentation <laughs> and, and faces next year at the Oscars. That's just going to be a new bit. They're going to get a nineties guitar player. Um, Billy <laughs> Corgan's just pissed in the crowd. Like he didn't even play on the record. No, know. dude, he's got he's got wrestling the book, dude. Um, <laughs> let's see, and ladies and gentlemen, to present <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine, 
Trey Cool. Um, so <laughs> Mark Tremonti. <laughs> Mark Tremonti. <laughs> That is good. That oh, would be so uh, funny. They got to keep that bit. There were some presenters that felt like a bit. Yeah. Now to present yeah. Black Klansman, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> that was, but she kind of leaned into that. Yeah, she, no, Actually, it just. Actually, ended up being better than it could No, been. it was great, but if some, some of these, some of the pairings felt yeah, extremely totally. awkward. Jason Momoa anyway. and Helen Mirren. It's like it's very. Let's just pull two names out of a hat and throw them out there, and <laughs> and it's good. But some of them felt oddly staged. Yeah. Based on who was going to win, too. We'll talk about that too. But I'm with you. Sure. So the hostless thing. Look, the hostess. I always thought for the minute you heard there's no host. You're like, okay, that makes sense. As long as they move it along. I thought the Academy just was kind of like a. Screw you to all the uh, bad press they've gotten the last few months. Should have just shot for a two-hour show and been like, cool, <laughs> we're going to do the best Oscars ever. And everyone will be happy. Um, yeah, the, the the host was not missed. Certainly proves a point that they can do this. If there's the right host comes along for the right moment, have a host. But don't you don't have to have a host. <laughs> you know, I think it's <laughs> good. Yeah. The show wasn't that good because the movies weren't that good this year, in my opinion. I just don't <laughs> think there's a lot of... Really, there's just there was a couple good movies, but then just like the filler, the filler. By the way, the, fill, the which, filler was Tom that, Morello. That one. Tom Morello. We need Brian May and Tom Morello. Tom Morello. Brian. May. <laughs> Every other. Um, <laughs> what can we fill the gaps with? What's Tom Morello up to? <laughs> Gosh, it's so random. It kills me. <laughs> I'm just mad you know that baseball it. cap on. They had him out there, like giving a giving an award too. To oh, no. that part was that part was whatever. You know, he's like politically active and and is involved in whatever. The 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 movies I think choose their presenters, so that's fine. If you want Tom Morello, by God, get Tom Morello. But I don't know why we had to cut to him for the next two and a half hours. Like, <laughs> no, oh, shallow yeah. one best song, and then it was immediate reaction shot to Tom Morello. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's a musician. I get it. Like. That's all we got. Sorry. Yeah, get a, get yeah. a look there. Yeah. <laughs> He'll appreciate this. So anyway, yeah, the pacing of the show was, was I thought the first hour was really strong because it was like, yeah, yeah. the Tina Fey, if anything, it, sh- it taught me, hey, have a host, but maybe make your monologue four minutes instead of 14. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so come out, tell four minutes of jokes, and then just cut, you know, get into it. And so the first hour of the show really flew by. Um, and all, all of a sudden it's like, wow, we're, it's eight o'clock. We're in central time. So it starts at seven for us. It's eight o'clock and we've got six awards down. This is awesome. Um, and then it slows down like they always do with, with stuff. But yeah, it was, it was fine. The, the production of the show was actually better than it, uh, is a lot of years. I thought it, it, it moved minus the Morello, Morello cam. That's actually a alternate feed you can go to yeah, on subscribers. Uh, ESPN's thing on, on free, national championship. Yeah. <laughs> on Freeform, which used to be ABC Family. It's just a close up on Morello, even when he goes to the bathroom. That's the we'll curve. cover that on Morello cast after this. Don't worry. Um, oh, man. So, anyway, simulcast, Morello cast. Um, so, but yeah, no, but that part was fine. And it it moved along great in the show. Yeah, it, three and a half hours. That's awesome. That's always a win. Like you said, Brian, sadly. But just, yeah, the movies were mess. So it's like, this isn't that interesting for a lot of it. Because there's not only is there stuff nominated that would not be nominated five years ago, ever. But there's stuff winning that I don't even think should have been nominated most years, you know? So yeah. it's just kind of a, a very forgettable Oscars. And you're going to go 
you see a lot of the wins, you go, that's going to, some of them were great, but a lot of them are like, that's going to look really stupid in 20 minutes, much less 20 mm-hmm. years. But mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I totally feel you. It felt like, Brian, to your point of Tina and Amy and Maya out there, why don't they just host? It's probably just mm-hmm. what kills most people and most hosts is just the stigma of being Oscar's host and yeah. having to no, deal yeah, with that absolutely. and do the promo. Absolutely, and yeah. and yeah. they're like, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure they probably called Tina and Amy and we're like, Hey, you guys want to host? And they're like, no. And they're mm-hmm. like, we'll do a bit. We'll, we won't host, but we'll come out there and we'll do a bit like we do, you know, most years. And yeah. they're probably like, okay, yeah. we'll do that. And they yeah. couldn't get they're anyone like, to confirm to be the face of the Oscars. Mm-hmm. And, and that's their, mm-hmm. yeah. that's tough. Yeah. And then they were going to have found out- John Wayne and it just, that one <laughs> Had to ax that <laughs> one. Spent so much. Once they found out Joe Satriani wasn't going to make it, then they had to. They had the audible. Ingve Malmstein is not available. We have to. All right, I'm done. Maybe to present the award for to present the award for the Irishman, Dave Mustaine. All right, we are done with alt rock guitar players for, for now. Oscars. I'm, for you now. might be. I got about 30 more of these. Well, yeah, save them. Save them. We got a, lo- a long way to go. Start Googling um, candle box. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I felt, just speaking of guitar players, I felt opening up with Queen was kind of, it was very forced, um, especially the Adam the, Lambert d- Queen. Yeah, I understand the he's the better Queen, Queen quote-unquote front man. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I feel so bad for... Mark Martell, who did the voiceovers for Freddie's voice during Bohemian Rhapsody for the, you know, the stuff that they couldn't get on from, uh, you know, from his recordings, that would have been such a cool thing to have him there to sing it be like, wow, this is the guy that was Freddie that everyone was like, who is that voice? You know, for the, you know, or, you know, the stuff where Freddie's auditioning for the band and stuff that they couldn't, you know, obviously couldn't go back and get, um, but yeah, that was just bad, and they and they didn't even do Bohemian Rhapsody the song for some reason. It just felt weird. Dude, we are the champions, and we will rock you, which was very yeah. weird. And uh, it's <laughs> like, one. hello, welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the Oscars. Um, that was very. That was that I, I. We'll talk about. Um, I don't, we'll talk about it now. I thought the way they did Shallow was fantastic. Yeah, same. When they same. they shot it from the stage, which I didn't see that coming, which was a, a stroke of genius. Um, how they had them walk up to the stage from the from the audience or from the crowd was a stroke of genius too. Um, that whole bit was great, and I I think we even talked about it last week of them starting out the Oscars like that, and I can see why they didn't do it now, but I think that would have been a cool way to start the show. Um, but yeah, that maybe my only complaint was Queen at the beginning. I was like, this is not a good way to start this thing, but then it kept moving on. Um, I liked the montages. Uh, you kind of do have to have a roasting of the year's movies in a way. So they did do that with Tina and Amy at the beginning and I got that out of the way. The presenters were good. Uh, yeah, that's all, that's kind of all I got on the show. That's really it. Usually there's way more bits for us to critique. Mm-hmm. Um, the in-memoriam was the in-memoriam, I guess. Usually there's yeah, a big headline there and, and it was very, very normal. Fine. You know, there's usually there's yeah. some, something that happens there. Um, we'll get into the speeches as the awards go, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, I'm all in on the no host thing. I think they're probably testing the waters for years to come. If they, like, like you said, if they get a host then great, if not, then they can do it this way. And I think most people would probably be for that. They aimed for three hours. You can tell by cutting some awards that didn't go over, but I still think I loved, I mean, I loved how John Mulaney played, 
oh, we're up here for animated short. This is a big one. Or, you know, him and uh, Aquafina, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We're, this yeah. is the best, you know, just like this is, uh, those are the ones that should be in commercials. If we're talking about taking this down in three hours, I'm, I'm pretty sure we all knew Bayo from Pixar was going to win. Yeah. Well, they do that for the science and technical awards and nobody's saying the science and technical award people do not get their fair shot at their stage that they deserve. You know, um, they show them yeah. during commercial and say congrats to them, you know. Um, yeah, it's a lose. Uh, Let's, like we said last week, it's a lose yeah. lose for the yeah. Academy on that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think there's plenty of things the, the Academy does not they, do they, well, but that's you know what? one they, place where their backs are just against the wall. They went straight there's for the gullet. Nothing they can do. Right at the beginning, they're like, "All right, so we're taking out cinematography." Uh, you know, they should have started with some mm. with sound editing and mixing and start there, and then then you take out more awards. You don't go for the bigger, you know, arguably a top ten award in the show, top sure. five award in the show, and uh, and take it out. So, okay. Speaking of awards, Brian has our list, mm. and um, yeah, unless you guys have any more hot takes, we'll get into no, it. No, let's let's do it. You want? Cool. I'll hit like the big ten or so. We don't need we don't need to do the whole thing, but if you want to jump in at some point, holler. Sure. Writing original screenplay, uh, the favorite first reformed, uh, Roma, Vice, and then the winner was Green Book, which was uh, let us know how the night was going to go. We just didn't know it yet. A little a little foreshadowing there, so. Green Book went home the winner and yeah. and a Ferrelli brother and uh Peter Ferrelli got to go up there and, and say some things. So there's that. He didn't pull his hog out though, so that, uh, that. <laughs> boy. It's a win. <laughs> I mean, yeah, his speech we'll, we'll come back. We have, I may have some some uh Peter Ferrelli talk uh, conversation Peter Ferrelli. later. But, what 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 does <laughs> what does uh <laughs> What does Noel Hogan from the Cranberries uh, think about it? <laughs> like, <laughs> did, did we get a reaction up. shot? Or <laughs> this bit will never. I feel so bad. I'm I'm, I, I, that was the last one. I was nah. trying to think of the guitarist from the Cranberries, and I, I was like, it's Noel something. Noel Hogan. Uh, okay. Noel Hogan game. I'd pay for that. <laughs> All right. Oh. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Peter Farrelly. I always say Farrelly. I apologize. I can't. I, I, I mean, can't Oscar stop. winner Peter yeah. Farrelly. We should yeah. say uh, he deserves the title. From Dumb and Number Two to an Academy Award in you five know, years. Well, that's just rectifying a wrong, is what that mm, is. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. Look, this. I think the if you are of rich in Richard's camp, which I agree with, that the especially the the kind of uh, Oscar-y type movies of, of 2018 yeah. were not very strong. You don't really need to look further than the, uh, the writing awards. Cause yes, the 10 movies nominated in those categories, those two categories are, it's not great. I mean, there's definitely some worthy uh, scripts there for sure. But there's not, I don't, I don't think there's 10 in a, in a good yeah. year. I no, think you can tell. It, it feels pretty safe to even like a star mm-hmm. is born was, was I think was my number one movie of the year or top three for sure. Yeah. And I thought the script was kind of the weakest part of what was a really Same. good movie. And that's, it's, you know, it's nominated for, for and that's the, so. the scripting. The scripting award is the stuff that 
I always think those are always the ones that we were talking about this a little before the record that go that go to that kind of mid budget adult movie that just doesn't there's not that there's not a depth of them anymore. Mm-hmm. And we were saying like something like Gone Girl five years ago is definitely a Netflix show now. It's not ever gonna come to theaters. And that was only five years ago. And that kind of those are the movies that give depth to these categories. They may not win, but they're gonna like make sure the right movie wins because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's like depth in every category of like solid professional movies. But when you get rid of all those and it's either just superhero movies, that, which are very good if they're nominated, something like Black Panther, or mm-hmm. just like kind of art housey, not art housey, but small, really niche, um, something like Roma or A Beale Street to Talk or something, then it's really easy for the wrong thing to win every mm-hmm. time because it doesn't have that like, I, you know what, does that make sense when you're voting? Yeah. Just, no, it's just the, it's not that the ones and twos in the categories are bad, it's that the mm-hmm. three, four, fives are awful and then if they are awful, for some reason, it's more likely that the fourth movie in a category will win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I agree. It's bizarre. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Maybe more Green Book thoughts later. Uh, shockingly, somehow. Uh, adapted screenplay was Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Klansman, uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me, If Beale Street Could Talk, and A Star Is Born, and, and uh, Spike Lee, Black Klansman. I thought that was a, that was a high point for the show for yeah. me. I thought that was Fun a Fun part of the show, too, uh-huh. with him. People like Spike. Tony Canal from No Doubt was fired up for that, so that was a good. Yeah. <laughs> we found a theme, folks. Um... <laughs> Just get ready, every category. What does Dave Navarro think? <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. It's so late. Um and it could be so much later. That's the thing that's funny yeah. about this year. So yeah, that you know, I thought adapted was a little deeper than original this year for me, but still. But Black Klansman, I thought that would have of the the five movies nominated, that would have gotten my vote as well. So I felt like that was a, yep. Thought that was a good one. Um, man, speaking of it, just on adapted, um, mm-hmm. on A Star Is Born, it was like A Star Is Born based on. The screenplay by based on the what you know, it was like 12 different based on the right, like okay, you know, this one's not gonna win when there's 14 people that have, yeah, (laughs) it's not you can that that was a kind of telltale, Mm -hmm. it's not gonna too many, too many hands in the too many (laughs) people in the kitchen for that one, yeah, yeah. Visual effects went to first man, I think that was its only win of the night, yeah, Yeah. I was just thinking about it winning and. Maybe my most underrated movie of the year for sure. Mm. Um, Weak category again. Should have should have sure. been a best picture nominee. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, I can understand it not being acting or directing or whatever, but um, I thought it was a great spectacle film and um, certainly deserving of that award. And that's that was a heavy category this year. Yeah, um, some strange choice like Solo and Christopher Robin and I don't know. But uh, anytime Avengers. Yeah, Avengers is nominated and so. Star Wars. Those mm-hmm. usually take it, even no yeah. matter how good they are. You know, mm-hmm. Transformers won like a couple years ago, right? Or something. Yeah, yeah. But. Production design went to Black Panther, which was cool. Very cool. That was a good category this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked Shallow one original song. Score went to Black Panther as well, uh, which I I think is really cool because that was a very yeah. a very interesting integration of music and and into that score and the, the culture and the heritage and stuff i thought that was really that was a that was a a good win right there i think that's a that was a strong cat pretty strong category and and the the win there was i thought well deserved 
you should uh you should look up this the guy that won. I know there were jokes out there about <laughs> about a uh a Swedish guy being the composer mm-hmm. for Black Panther. This guy is next level. Um Ludwig Göransson's his name. Um he's actually the producer for Childish Gambino and did like mm. Redbone and This Is America and all that stuff. That's him doing those beats and stuff. Nice. Uh there's this video you should look up that's um him I guess recording Redbone and <laughs> he's just kind of going it like layer by layer of the song and how they recorded it. Worth looking up for sure. Um Ludwig nice. Goransson. This guy is uh he's kind of the next Hans Zimmer, I would I would think. <laughs> this guy's gonna be around for a long time and uh well deserved. Already an Oscar winner, man, and probably gonna nice. be a be a Grammy and ego or definitely won a Grammy this year as well mm-hmm. with uh, mm-hmm. This Is America Song of the Year. So wow. Good on him. Good on him. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, not often we talk about the uh, best original score category, mm-hmm. but there you go. Mm-hmm. Little yeah, side nugget good, for you. It was a good one. Documentary went to Free Solo. Um, I watched that last night. Yeah, it's insane. It's it's good. It's really good. It's very interesting. It's not Mister Rogers, but it's good. Not Mister Rogers. <laughs> kind of a kind of a strong slap in the face move by uh, whoever. Sorry, put Fred. The opening. You're no Tom Morello. <laughs> To close, <laughs> to kind of hammer that opening montage with uh, with Mr. Rogers and then be like, oh, by I the know. way, he's not nominated. Suck it. It's just kind of, it's interesting. That's a different choice. I like to think that the guy who put that together did not know. Like, wait, what? For real? It wasn't nominated. He's just shocked. He's shocked. No, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the reason was Johnny Resnick did not like that Mr. Rogers documentary. And so it didn't get nominated. The Academy's weird. Like, you don't yeah. know. Yeah, not a fan. don't know where it's going. Not a fan. Okay. Um, best animated feature film was Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mira, Mirai, excuse me, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Spider Man coming away the winner there. Yeah. That was a that was pretty down year. I would have thought Incredibles would have won, but uh, Spider Man came in at the last minute and swept everything away. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I, I tweeted this, but I. I kind of jokingly said, I think you get one one a year where you say, if this whatever doesn't win, then I'm right. And, yeah. and that, that this was mine. I think I, Spider. I was higher on Spider Verse than than you guys were, but gosh, that's such a great movie to me. Warden Miller, Oscar winners, man. Yeah. They looked very excited. It's nice. They're like very they cool. should have been like yeah. shout out Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. Louise <laughs> won that solo bomb. Thank God yeah. we didn't direct that, right? <laughs> Shout out to, to imagine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh cinematography. Roma, Alfonso Coron came away with uh with that one. Not mm-hmm. I don't think it was a big surprise. That's kind of his thing, right? Like that's that's what he's yes. known for above anything else beyond totally. just winning Oscars. Maybe that's what he's known for at this point is winning Oscars. But yeah. He uh took, took home the prize there. That was one of fourteen speeches he gave. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um Man, that was one of the most beautifully shot films of all time, I think. Uh, Well-deserved. That award and the uh, director award. Mm. Um, really, yeah. really well done. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a Roma guy. It's a hard guy, sell, man. But man it's it's a, he did a good job. Yeah. Not a Roma guy, but that's that, the, that category and, and, um, and directing, like these are the things that that movie was built to, uh, to compete in and, and to win. That so, movie was built to be in, Mo- in MoMA. 
It's called yeah. MoMA, but it was sure. built to be in MoMA. <laughs> you just take it frame by frame, put it in a gallery, mm-hmm. and that's sure. You know, that would be a, the Pulitzer winning f- photographs. I feel like mm-hmm. too. You know, mm-hmm. that, that was the approach he took, and it paid off. Mm-hmm. So it's Enery two, uh, who's we had Enery two. Um, Mexican film director won two years ago, then Del Toro mm-hmm. last year, mm-hmm. and Coron this year. Does it just rotate back through? I mean, these <laughs> these Mexican guys are crushing it. As yeah. a, I mean, yeah. they're all deserving. I mean, it's not. I'm not making a joke. I'm just yeah, saying. Carlos Santana will probably through. be next. That's <laughs> 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 the only guitarist I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Thomas has an appearance, maybe in the film too. Oh. <laughs> that sounds like a hot one, man. <laughs> wow, you know you're right. What yeah, the, the New York setup. Times put out a put out a little video about that today, and I think that's that's perfectly cool. telling of where we're at. And um, I mean, I'm huge fans of all three of those guys. I think they're brilliant, and I think Quaron, as long as he's making films, is going to be winning these types of awards. They're they're mm-hmm. next level. Del Toro and uh, Inuritu, and uh, and you know. We'll see what next year holds. We'll see what you got, Tarantino. You know, it's going to be a going to be an interesting year in 2019 for sure in the director directorial uh, mm-hmm. category. Yeah. Every movie should just add one fish sex scene and see where see where it goes. Hey. I'm just saying it may it may help your chances. That's all. From I'm saying. your mouth to God's ear, man. <laughs> all right, Kent, are you ready? Are you ready for your moment in the sun? This is oh, your time. I, take a, I gotta take a sip okay. of coffee and get the uh, right. get the You gotta get a theme song for this. Can I always talk about getting a good theme song yeah. for this? But throw, throw some talcum powder up in the air. This is this is your moment. Shout out, get, get Ludwig Gorenson <laughs> needs to write us a theme song for this. <laughs> Listen, I know you just won the Oscar. However, if not, then at least Tom Morello should <laughs> featuring Tom Morello on guitar. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He can do that thing where it's like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh goodness! All right, <laughs> I'm ready. Our two favorite categories here at Mad About Movies Podcast. If you've never listened to the Mad About Movies Podcast, this is a tradition unlike any other. We've been doing an Oscar post game show for the last. I think this is probably the seventh time we've done this. Close enough. Yeah. Um, which wow, we're old. Uh, and mm-hmm. I we, we always people always want to know because it is very confusing. And we so we always ask you, Kent. As a professional movie making human, um, what is the difference between sound editing and sound mixing? I think it has more to do with my background in sound than it does with my background in film. That I know how it works. Um, let's just say sound editing is the process of choosing what you hear, right? Mm-hmm. And the sound mixing process is choosing how you hear it okay all right so for example um in uh say i don't know say the avengers like tony stark shoots something uh, out of his suit and he's like shooting a missile right it uh and it's flying across the screen you hear it like fly across the screen from right to left that's a sound mixing choice right the uh the Mm -hmm. choice to make you actually hear it surround your head right it's mixed that way but the actual sound edit would be the choice of like the the actual sound you hear of the rocket firing that would be the sound edit choice if that makes sense like the sound effect that they use would be in the edit if that makes sense okay so two two different things two different sets of crews right working on it somebody Mm -hmm. like says all right here's the sound 
have at it. And then they send it to a team of mixers who actually mix it and make it sound bearable and put it in a theater and put it in surround sound and then mix it to stereo for TV and things like that, that, you know, it's very technical, but I hope that's easy enough for most people to understand. And if not, then we'll prepare a theme song for next year, <laughs> a school schoolhouse rock style theme mm-hmm. featuring. I'm just a bill. I'm just it. a mixing board. Right. Featuring the guitars from blur, which will be great. <laughs> and, um, can't wait. It's sung yeah. in a very James Hetfield type yeah. of a way. Yeah. Mm, okay. Nice. But what uh, were the winners this year? I saw no, Bohemian both. Rhapsody won both of them. Yeah, it won okay. both. It, won um, both. it feels like this happens it, every year. I'm sure that's not true, but it just feels this way that every single year we get the same winner. So, I don't know. It, maybe we should just make that. Maybe, I, maybe sound should be... One it's because I think half the most of the Academy doesn't know what it is either, so they right. just vote. Oh, oh, oh. They're like, the sound was good in this movie, so they mm-hmm. vote for both. They're, sure. you know, I'd love yeah. to see the percentage of ballot that has a mixed editing and mixing piece. Yeah. That's a good. That'd be a good, uh, good thing for like Hollywood Reporter to do. I agree. Yeah, very cool. Yes, Bohemian hey, Rhapsody I, won both of those awards. I I actually thought um, that. Quiet Place should have been nominated for sound mixing. It wasn't even nominated for sound mixing. Yeah, it was nominated for great. editing, but didn't win. And I can't get over that. I can't. I mean, I understand that Bohemian Rhapsody is a very sound intensive film, mm-hmm. but yeah, they press play on a they Queen press play Spotify on playlist. Like Queen greatest hits, and they're like, <laughs> it's going to sound good in a freaking movie theater on your TV. Like it wow, is, and you add some really crowd, like Queen, and some reverb. I'm sorry. Like to me, that should win. That should have won mixing, or a quiet place should have won mixing. It wasn't nominated, and and Bohemian Rhapsody should have won editing instead. Bohemian Rhapsody won both the awards, and um, so that's a travesty. That the m- movie that was literally an auditory experience <laughs> didn't win. Yeah, um, it's an odd, uh, odd move. There, yeah, but another be. one bites the dust was a really good song. So <laughs> we're well, we found out the origin of that song. Can't do so you not understand? That was yeah. That get, was the, the kid from Jurassic Park wrote it. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Keep going. Okay, so so we've got on a little string there. I think Bohemian Rhapsody. They won those two right back to back, and then it may not have been the next award, but very close. Then we get to editing. This is where I'll I'll pick my bone. The, the for editing, we had Black Klansman, the favorite, Green Book, and Vice, and then Bohemian Rhapsody won. Um, look, from here's my thing. I don't like Bohemian Rhapsody. I thought it was an average movie at best, and maybe I'm being generous there. I'm starting to get, I'm getting to a place where I hate it because it's like the greatest showman <laughs> thing last year of like so many people are telling me what a great movie it is, and I'm like, it's not, it's super not. And so by like June, I'm probably going to downgrade it to an F minus, minus, minus. Like, I just, I'm super tired of the whole thing. I, I feel like I can say, um, like not, not a movie that I thought was very good, but if you liked it, that's totally fine. And I understand why you like it. Everybody loves queen and blah, 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 blah. The editing in Bohemian Rhapsody is objectively crap. Like it's a horribly edited movie. And I do not understand <laughs> how we got to this place. Like I, yeah. I always say, I always say on here, you never, the average film go movie goer does not, you don't ever see editing unless it is great editing or terrible editing and you you never see the in between you're talking like a plus like the top three edited movies of the year and the worst three edited movies of the year are the only ones that you're ever going to actually notice it and this was the that might be the literally the worst edited movie 
that I saw in 2018. The the terrible jump cuts that it should have it should have been disqualified from this conversation exclusively based on that truck stop scene with with the with the <laughs> the guy that he's when he's on the phone with his wife and but there's a hot trucker coming at him. It's just Adam unbelievably bad. Unbelievably bad. The montage sequences with the uh with the concerts and stuff like and then that that some multiple people tweeted to us the uh the clip where uh where Queen is meeting their their soon to be new manager uh played by Littlefinger from from uh, Game of Thrones and there's like 743 cuts in a in a 2 minute scene and it's just mm-hmm. it's it was enough to send you into a, an epileptic seizure. I mean it's so so bad and that is our best movie of the year editing wise. I don't I don't understand. I have no clue. All the other Bohemian Rhapsody stuff, I'm like I don't get it. I don't like it. I'm not a fan, but I guess I can see where you're coming from. This is the one where you're just like, you should have been able to disqualify this so far, so far back. This should never have gotten into the conversation. I don't, I don't get it. I agree. Um, based on just the clip that they showed for Rami Malek's, <laughs> um, that was nomination. That's that bad. fails on every level. Oh. It fails on the performance mm-hmm. where he can't, he's lip syncing. Which, it by the failed. way, the performance on the whole is good. I mean, he did a good job on the whole. Why would they make that the clip? Right. Why? The the one... We're not talking about this award, but why would they make the one clip where he's lip-syncing and lip-sync <laughs> piano so playing the one where he wins Best Gosh. Actor? Like, isn't there one... Wasn't there one... Like, Bradley Cooper actually was singing in his, I think, too? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, anyway, it was a scene um, with him and him and uh, Lady Gaga and the parking lot. The uh, I right. think he might be a songwriter. That scene. Yeah. <laughs> that was Eddie Vedder, I think. Um, the uh, No, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. It just... I don't know. It's frustrating on a lot of levels because that, that one scene, it's a failure in performance. It's a failure mm-hmm. in sound editing because you can't match... The perform- it's a failure in editing itself because you can't match the performance with the sound, with the everything. It's a failure on every... I'm sure that they were like, all right, well, you know what? This is nominated for Oscars, and they pull any clip from this movie to show during the ceremony. Just have it not be that one because it fails on pretty much... Every- I, know I noticed it in the movie, too. I think we even talked about it in that episode, that that mm-hmm. one yeah. scene yeah. is is egregious. Um, <laughs> it, it's It's like a... I don't know. It's like a YouTube cosplay is what it looks like. <laughs> it, it's the way it's synced and like not per, you know, I don't know. It's bad. It, it's bad. And, th- and that's the, that's your 2018 best editing, best sound mixing, best sound editing mm. winner. Um, I don't get best, it. And best actor too. Um, I don't know. I don't so understand. yeah, best actor was Remy Malik. Let's get out, that out of the way. Um, yeah. That, that was the most stacked category of the year. And I could not, man, it's just sad that of all the years, that Vigo was in Green Book, that freaking Bale was Cheney was this year, you know? And Sasha Baron Cohen did not show up. <laughs> He's like, uh, I want to do one that's going to win Best Actor. You know, I want to do a... And Rami Malek freaking won Best Actor. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm still under the opinion that a lot of people could have played Freddie Mercury and it would have been that caliber with the right director. Mm. Um, not to say Brian Singer was the right director <laughs> with the right ever in the right situation. That's a very powerful yeah. story, music, everything, right? Mm. It's the situation, the circumstances set you up for that. Right. Um, 
I just well, think, the, the way they did it for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, almost everyone else in that category was the cards were stacked against them for those performances. So and weird. That is that is it's it's tough that this year that that basically that Christian Bale went through all that for nothing. I know. Uh, it's crazy. But he didn't want yeah. Golden Globe. So yeah, yeah. Bale, Cooper, uh, creepy Willem Dafoe, and then Vigo Mortensen all. All came up came up short in that category because because uh, I I honestly guys I'm I'm of the opinion that I know the the thought coming out of Queen was kind or <laughs> out of Queen out of Bohemian Rhapsody was uh, not a great movie but a good you know a good to a great performance I don't really feel like it was even a very good performance I I don't know I I've, I thought it was better than the movie but I don't I think definitely the agree good. yes definitely the I mean, the best part of that movie is the music, um, which they should get no credit for. And the second best part is is him. But I thought he is average to slightly above average as an actor yeah. in that movie, and no, no better. And yet here we here we sit. I yeah can't you know I think first of many though it feels like Eddie Redmayne in the Stephen Hawking. <laughs> yes, it does. It it very like. much does. Definitely does. Definitely does. Can't wait for him to. Uh, ruin a franchise. Ruin a Harry saying. Potter film. Yeah, something. <laughs> Too late. Um. Yeah. That, I. I didn't think it's. It's not a strong year for acting, especially male acting. The. I. Yeah. For the first time in a long time, I think the. Um. The lead actor and supporting actor categories were down compared to the lead actress and supporting actress category, which is great. I mean, that's you know we're getting better roles for women, which is outstanding. But even still, I. I didn't think Vigo was that great in Green Book, and I haven't seen um, Creepy Willem Dafoe movie. That's like one of the three movies I didn't I didn't get to, but um, but I thought you, actually you cannot see it. It's uh, <laughs> that's part of the performance. Van, Van Gogh. <laughs> it's good. It's good. But I thought Bale, Bale was so good, and and I you know I'm I'm Jackson Maine forever. So um, I would have not voted Rami Malek, but but there we are. There we are. Let's. I guess we're here at this point. Let's do some of these. Have I missed any of the small? The I don't want to say lesser categories, but the uh, the non big eights that we need to talk about. I think I hit most of the. Um, most of the let big me ones. look at. Let me keep go with the next award, and I'll look sure. at the smaller ones to make so sure. So let's we got them. let's uh, let's go supporting actor, and then we'll finish with the actress and supporting actress. Supporting actor was Adam Driver, Sam Elliott. Richard E. Grant and somehow Sam Rockwell, who we love so much, but he's just so God, bad in so that, bad. so bad in that movie. I don't, I don't get it. And then the winner was uh, Mahershala Ali for for Green Book, um, which I thought was was very well deserved. That again, this not a movie that I particularly liked, and not sure where we're at with uh, the whole Best Picture thing. But he is outstanding in that movie as he is in pretty much everything except for alita he's he's just a he's a gem he's so good so i have no had no beef there richard you have either no but richard e grant was fantastic in that movie the best part of the of that movie and 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 is a performance that definitely deserves i thought one of my like four favorite performances of the year just he happened to be in the mahershala category Mm -hmm. i'm fine with that win but (laughs) he was really good same driver was great too in black Klansman. Mm-hmm. um i love sam elliott i he would not have been one of my five nominees this year personally yeah just i love him i just didn't think that performance and that role was it's too limited man he was that in for great. like yeah four lines it felt like yeah which is yeah. like i mean that 
you know, you can have an impact. Should in that Chappelle should have been nominated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was great in Star Wars. He's done a lot of better stuff. And Rockwell, again, who we all love, like one of my five favorite actors. That is a bad performance. I don't, I don't know how it, yeah. I don't know how it got here. It was um, funny when they nominated, when they uh, interviewed Rockwell right before the Oscars uh, went on the air. Uh, mm. um, Seacrest was, was interviewing him about all this stuff and then he was like oh by the way uh how is it like playing w is it good okay cool all right all right sitting back you know like see you later little, not even <laughs> asking him why he's here at the oscars nominated for oscars the last talking point that they had yeah uh on there but that's just kind of indicative of how people felt about that performance I think it, that was goes yeah. down on his resume as an academy award Mm-hmm. nominated mm-hmm. uh performance vice was it, the big swing of the miss of the big night, lit, man. big lit. that's what it's about Ooh. that's what i was gonna say you know we next year we won't have quite as bad because they're finally thank god they're moving the oscars up to i believe it starts next year to like the first weekend i think it's the weekend after the super bowl so it's like the nice so the night yeah so um that will be good i bohemian rhapsody i think is clearly the movie that built uh, over since since 2018 actually ended, and Vice is very clearly the movie that that uh, lost the momentum. It feels yeah, it was. It feels like a wasted nomination in every category. It felt like I've you know the, what uh, it was good in the, the editing. I could have I thought yeah. it deserved to be nominated. It was for good editing. editing. I thought right. it, I thought that and screenplay and Bale too. Like those probably all would yeah. have been winners or second best in the category for me and i wasn't high on that movie it just no me either but, but today there's parts of it that are great the but there's sure all, the yeah, whole is exactly not. right yeah movie twitter today was was uh very angsty against vice it was so it it felt like the last uh two months have been not very kind to uh to it at all and if you were if you were to based on movie twitter today if you were to announce the nominees this morning and have the ceremony tonight i don't know that vice would have been in any of this except for christian bale probably just my take based on how angsty everybody was a little surprised it was nominated for screenplay too i thought the screenplay was the was a strong part of it i thought the direction was not particularly good i thought he, he was just and I love. I, don't know. McKay, I, I think I'm. I, I thought kind of the Adam McKay style was more of an isolated thing. On okay, I'm going to do this for Big Short, you know, where right. he's doing this narration and breaking the fourth wall and things. It didn't really work no, vice much at no, all. Not as good. We talked about that in our review, but um, man, yeah, go back and listen to our episode on that if you want more vice. Yeah. But yeah, that was a, that was the uh, the one that. Had everything nominated and nothing won mm-hmm. in any yeah. on any big, level. So big, big loser there. Usually something wins if you're nominated nine times. Usually you get one out of nine, but mm. or whatever yep. it was. But not go ahead. Not not a good night for yeah. uh, for Vice. Yep. Uh, supporting actress was Amy Adams, also a Vice. Uh, Maria de, Tavir- de excuse me de Tavira, <laughs> uh of Roma, Emma Stone and Rachel Vice, both of the favorite, and then the winner. The Queen, Regina King of uh yeah. Street Could Talk. Big big fan there. All three of us, I think, were pretty pumped for that one. Yeah, yep. it, it seemed like um this one was set up this way. We talked about the favorite uh, actresses, Emma and Rachel canceling each other out voting wise. Amy Adams w- was not deserving of a nomination, but mm-hmm. got it. And uh Roma was obviously more of a technical film, and so Regina King. Boom! Next best yeah. thing. There you go. Yeah, and uh, she she was fantastic, and 
no, she's not to take anything away from her, but, uh, but that's that's yeah. the way it's set up this year for her to to take it home, and she did. And Bill that Street movie should have gotten more. Yeah, love. Bill Street could talk yes. should have gotten more more in the conversation for best picture. Uh, and mm, was I agree not totally. Even, yeah, yeah. This, this is going to be a year. I feel like yeah. the, the movies we talk about, aside from maybe A Star Is Born and Black Klansman and, and Bohemian Rhapsody, are the <laughs> ones that um that weren't nominated. I feel like this is going to be a really big cult classic year. Heavy. It's mm-hmm. almost like one should, when dealing with race relations, take in James Baldwin mm. and um, Barry Jenkins ideas more than Peter Farrelly's. I'm no, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> right. Maybe I'm out here on a limb, but if that's the road we're going down, there might be better <laughs> paths wow. to take off the road. Guess you've never seen the fourth vignette of movie forty three. But uh, okay. like Steve McQueen makes widows, and it's like it touches yeah, every angle you would think that they would want, and it's like completely not Man, even in the that yeah. movie got tossed aside fast. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting. Cool I thought it was too. a good movie too. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Something anyway. hit the. I mean, it's not like stranger. great, great like some of his other stuff, but it's better than a lot of stuff that was nominated on mm. this. Yeah, you at least Viola. I would have thought would have been. Yeah. Let's go to that category. Uh, actress in a leading role. Yalitza Aparicio, excuse me, for Roma. Glenn Close, Richard's girlfriend from The Wife. Uh, Lady Gaga, Stars Born, and Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? The winner, I think in a bit of a surprise. I, th- yeah. I think we all felt like it was between Glenn Close and, and Gaga. Uh, but yeah, Olivia Coleman from The Favorite came through and then delivered the speech of the night. She was outstanding sure. on stage. Very Hugh Grantish, I felt like. The best part for me was the the cuts to how much Buckethead was enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Slash, on the other hand, not a fan. How great would it have been if it not just Buckethead and full mask and, and Bucket on his head yeah, just sitting they, at the crowd. Just they had to escort weeping. What does out. Benji Madden from Good Charlotte think? <laughs> we need to find out. Olivia Coleman. Um, she was I don't great. mean to brag. Great speech. Hot take and um, shout out yeah, to the to the Mam newsletter. If you don't subscribe yeah. to that, madaboutmoviespodcast.com and subscribe to the newsletter. We we uh, we did a little Oscar prediction in that. And I don't know. I just felt that was just a, a gut instinct call. It was nothing. I haven't even uh, really thought about it more than just like everyone was kind of even keel this year. I didn't think Gaga had the momentum. I thought Starsborn lost so much momentum. Mm-hmm. Heading into heading into the Oscars, I thought it was honestly between um, Glenn Close and Olivia, and I just felt Olivia. I don't know. It was just a. Uh, it was kind of a top. Like, like coin toss. Never won before. I thought they just yeah. gave her the. Career and she had Oscar. won every award previously. I think. Yeah. I just felt mm-hmm. like we weren't going to get through the night without the favorite being recognized in some way. I didn't feel like it was supporting actress. I didn't feel like it was director, screenplay, or anything or editing. Um, and so that was the one, that was the one, uh, if the, she's the face of the movie and, and that movie needed to be she's recognized. Great and so she's that was it. Movie. Yeah. yeah. She, that, was, that was the, maybe my favorite Oscar speech of all time. How she was so good calling Gosh. out people yeah. in the audience and saying, all right, I'm never going to get back up here. So call me, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and, uh, that was, that was great. Um, I'm all, I'm all in on, I'm buying in on my Olivia Coleman stock. Uh, yeah, yeah. that was great. That was great. Great speech. 
And good win. She's I didn't love the favorite, but she's by far the best part of that movie, I think. She's yep. outstanding. Outstanding. So good good win there. And it's a achievement of a movie too, and that it's mm-hmm. like completely mm-hmm. original. Like it's not everyone's yeah. cup of tea. It's not even really my cup of tea totally, but it's like that's the kind of movie that's like never made anymore. So that's yeah, kinda cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. There used to be like seven of those a year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, we got two more here. Directing Black Klansman, Spike Lee, Cold War. Powell Pawlowski, The Favorite, mm. Yorgos Lanthimos, Vice, Adam McKay, and then uh, winner, Roma, Alfonso Colon, which felt like a... I, th- I thought there was a... When, when Spike won for uh, screenplay, I thought, okay, this might actually... It, that start, it started to feel a little bit more like a fight. Because I, I coming in, it felt like a, a very easy uh, Colon win. But that, that did give me a little bit of of thought and a little pause of, okay, maybe, maybe spikes in this. And, and I, I think probably deserved it. Cause he's the direction on black Klansman is outstanding. I, I much prefer black Klansman to Roma, but I also, you know, there were a lot of people that kind of complained on to us on Twitter and email and such of Roma's so boring and blah, blah, blah. But like, come on guys. Like Roma was, again, was kind of genetically engineered to, to win these types of awards. So yeah, I don't yeah. know that we Oscar can movies can't be boring, it. Brian. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't like Roma. I wasn't a big Roma guy. I'm just saying, by the time we got yeah. to this point, maybe our complaints about Roma are, we just going to have to deal with them because it was very clear that this was very likely to be a big night for, for that movie. And I don't know that we can be that upset about it once we actually get to this point, you know, but I, I would have voted of this, of these five for sure. I would have voted spike and would have been thrilled to see him up there and i think that movie has i think that movie will age better than roma will i think the movie has so much more cultural relevance than um no not so much more i, I understand where Ro- the the importance of roma as well i just think black Klansman is going to age better than roma will but that is absolutely the kind of movie that you expect to compete in and win Oscars. And it's it's very well directed, even if it's not your cup of tea, if you found it boring, if blah, 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 which I pretty much agree with you. <laughs> if you're in that camp, you can't you can't really dispute um, its quality and the, exactly. the the talent that goes behind it. And Coron is great. He's a great director, period. Directing is all about capturing performances. <laughs> And he had two non-actors and captured their performances to be Oscar nominees and supporting actress and best actress. That's incredible. And he shot the whole movie himself. I mean, that's never been done in history is, you know, shooting your own movie, winning best cinematography and best director. That's incredible. Um, I, I, for me is between Spike and, and Alfonso. Uh, I'm a Yorgos fan, but, I probably think The Lobster is a better movie, and even the one he did, uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, was probably better, in my opinion, than The Favorite. Blech. But um, <laughs> Triple but, <laughs> but But yeah, man, that was a toss-up for me, too, but Spike won for Black Klansman, and we didn't talk about that speech too was a great speech from spike mm-hmm. i love spike i'm all in on spike spike needs to make a movie every single year um and i i want all good things for him but i felt like Quaron just it was such a such a 
I don't know, just such a different way he did it. Even just to release it on Netflix was was a was a bold move for him to take that risk. Was a uh, was mm. cool. So so yeah, if it wasn't going to win Best Picture, give him Best Director. Even mm-hmm. though he won everything else, I think that one probably means more to him than than the others do. Yeah. Hey, the just one quick side thought on that. I mm-hmm. I'm interested to see because we're about we saw the trailer for The Irishman during the uh, the ceremony, mm-hmm. and we know that Netflix is putting out something like 90 original movies this year. So they're I mean they're all in. They're going for it. Yeah, the, they did The Irishman during the show. Yeah, which is strong, strong play. Like that. That like, was. Maybe the best teaser I've seen. It was a good teaser. No man. kidding. With the really bullet, good teaser. Yeah. With the bullet falling down and having mm-hmm. Robert De Niro, uh, you know, Joe Pesci, mm-hmm. uh, Al Pacino, and Harvey Keitel, and then it just <laughs> right. says the Irishman with right. nothing. Right. I, th- I thought that was perfect. That was cool. Um, what if the bullet and, fell all the way down and then it landed on Casino Two? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hugo uh, three. <laughs> yep. We haven't even made the second one yet. <laughs> Ready, folks. Um, yeah. But I'm interested on that because Roma is a very, inter- to me, is a very interesting test case for the, the, the big time prestige Oscar type movie on Netflix. Sure. Because there, there's, I see both sides of it very, very strongly. I, for one, people saw it that wouldn't have normally seen it. The favorite, totally. I, the favorite is is, a, is an interesting example because I think that movie made about seven million dollars over here, and got a lot of nominations and and got a lot of head scratching from people when they looked at the nominations and were like, "What? Yeah. What is the favorite? I have no clue." And then even more head scratching from a lot of people who actually did go see it, thinking they were seeing a pretty typical uh, right. period piece, and then not getting that that kind of thing at all. And so, I that's and then you contrast that with Roma that got a lot of eyes because it was on Netflix and it was readily available on your home but also i think in some ways at least with the average movie goer suffered because it was available on Netflix and you're watching it in your house and you're not getting any of the grand spectacle that i think that movie brought to the screen because it's on totally. your your 40-inch TV in your house and you're distracted your by your phone and all this sort of stuff and so yeah, I know I feel that way. I obviously we I saw Roma on Netflix in my office on my TV, and I this is why I don't watch very many um, subtitled films is because I get distracted incredibly easily and I and I miss things because I'm not having to stare at the screen or I'm not able in some ways to stare at the screen. So uh, it, it, I'm curious to see where we go from here, especially with Netflix just like apparently having a blank checkbook with everything. What's, I guess my, my question is what's the, it, does this come out a positive or a negative for Roma? Is it, yeah. it did it, is, is the number of eyes on it more valuable than the, a smaller number of eyes of people who really fight for it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what it means to that movie particularly. I mean, I think industry wide, it's sort of a battle over, you know, that the, the Cineplex is now built and marketed for Black mm-hmm. Panther and Avengers and that almost ex- in horror movies. Um, but even those could be co-opted by streaming services, I'm sure. And so you have to figure out how you, do you, do you fight that? Do you figure out a way to make money within that? Um, but with Roma, I don't know. It, it certainly is trailblazing that front. Um, but, but I, I don't know what it means to its legacy that people don't have the memory of walking out 
of the theater thinking about it because, you know, maybe in another five years, people don't have a memory of walking out of the theater, seeing anything other Mm -hmm. than a Marvel movie or a star Wars or something. So, um, but it's sort of in the transition point. So I don't really know. I don't know what it means to that, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it certainly wasn't punished. It may have lost best picture because of that, because maybe there's Mm. some old heads that say it has to be in the theaters, but it won enough awards. So I don't think there was any, I think people really, supported it and got it or that industry is going to have to lean into the streaming model on some level. So Mm -hmm. you know, being pretending like you're, you're too good for, for streaming is not a battle you want to fight in the content world. I don't think think more it's, it, it's more that it was a foreign language film than it was a Netflix film and why it didn't win the best picture. Sure. Um, but in terms of how this works for other movies, I mean, you saw the teaser for the Irishman, it said coming this fall to theaters. And then at the very end, there was a stinger that said, and Netflix, you know, mm-hmm, like, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it's good that they can offer both. I think they're trying to figure out a strategy where they can offer both, you know, maybe, maybe you do 700 theaters instead of 15, 17, uh, I mean, 1400 theaters, you know, like you would normally do in a wide release on a typical mm-hmm. opening mm-hmm. weekend. You do half of it, you know, for the olds, the olds don't do the Netflix, you know, they don't, and they want to go see that movie and they're gonna go see it. Uh, so offer it and hit both sides of it. I think that's great. I mean, we haven't talked about it on the show, but they announced that they're going to do the same thing with AMC and the breaking bad movie. They're going to put that in simultaneous to Netflix, or they're going to do it on Netflix first and then on AMC. So they're doing a lot of like experimentation with this type of stuff. All that to say, I think this is a win, a huge win for Netflix when you consider the amount of nominations and press and the amount of people that are going to go on Netflix that are probably on there right now watching Roma. Like, oh, I saw this on there. It must be pretty good if this guy won all these awards. But um, but yeah, I I completely agree with you that there was probably some politics involved and there always is with the Academy. But uh, that moves, I guess, the conversation to best picture now. Oh, my Um, gosh. Hey, real quick, before we get yeah. to this, I have a correction and thought from earlier. Vice yeah. did win an award. It won Best Makeup. Oh, oh yeah, okay. You're yeah, right. you're right. It did, it did. And also, can we talk about how wheels off that speech was? That was insane. <laughs> where the lady like prepared it but didn't tell the other people. You know what I mean? And yeah. then they had to like yeah. read part of it. It was super weird. And third, how dare they not have Wes Borland give that award out? <laughs> I know. That's where I was. I mean, you know what I mean? Like well, the guy's he gave out best picture. Yeah, he I mean, was there. But, but it was <laughs> makeup. The makeup tie-in would have been... Yeah, the contacts even. alone. Yeah. I mean, Gosh. top that, Christian Bale. Man, All right, angry. anyway, best picture. Go Check ahead. his Twitter. Very angry. Um, where'd you, where were you guys... Before that was announced... What were you? Th- what? Where were you guys at? Was, what were you thinking? What? I was confused when they brought out Brown Sound from Sum Forty One to announce <laughs> the award. That was the first thing. But list. after I got weird. over that, um, yeah, because my friend uh, Brian Simpson oh, just, was. I was, was in too deep me. at that point. <laughs> he was like, he said, "Oh, Green Book's gonna win." I was like, "Dude, Green Book's not gonna win. This is this is between Bohemian Rhapsody." Yeah, and uh, and Roma, and maybe Black Klansman. Everything else is out. Green Book's not going to win. There's no. I chance. thought maybe Black Panther had like a five percent chance because it had won enough yeah, awards. Yeah, yeah, that's what I told him. Be... I was like, we might get a shock. You know, the the real play play here to uh, to yeah. bring out Black Panther. But I thought, I thought a new Vice was out. I thought I and the favorite were out. I thought a Star Is Born was out by then, and the Green Book was way out by then. I didn't think it had a. It, it didn't stand a chance to me at that point, but. I don't know if you guys were in agreement with me or yeah. if you were like, oh, yeah, when, Green Book um, was definitely up there. When it won a screenplay, I thought it had a chance. 
And actually, when the awards were being, the nominations were being announced, I said out loud, I said, I think it's either going to be Roma, Bohemian Rhapsody, or Green Book. And I, I don't know why I said that in the moment, because going into the night, I didn't think Green Book had a chance. Um, but the, that's the way momentum swung, and it definitely swung that way. I just, this is like, kind of like we were talking about in the acting categories. A lot of this is canceling each other out. I think Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star is Born canceled each other out. Um, Black Klansman and Black Panther canceled each other out in a way. And that leaved, that, uh, leaves the favorite, which, which didn't really have any momentum other mm-hmm. than Olivia Coleman and, um, Green Book or Vice, and, you know, and Roma definitely, like I said, was a four, had a foreign language going against it too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we saw how the Golden Globes went. This shouldn't have socked anybody, you know? Um, and it, it was. I'm just glad it wasn't Bohemian Rhapsody. My first thought when they announced yeah. it was like, "Thank God we're not here talking about Best Picture winner Bohemian Rhapsody," because I can't deal with that for another year. I'm just glad <laughs> it's this, and everybody can be like, "All right, cool, yeah, Green Book, all right, great," and yeah. we can move on. You know, because anything thought, else, I feel like would have been a huge uproar. Maybe yeah, Roma wouldn't, but I thought else would. I thought Roma felt like the presumptive favorite there, just very easily. Green Book. You mentioned the Golden Globes, but there's been like 14 controversies regarding Green Book since the Globes uh, were since the Globes were held, and, and it was the winner for wasn't it comedy? I think so. Um, I thought that might might have some sway as far as this goes. That's we've we've said multiple times it's not the not the greatest year for film. I too am pretty I'm, I'm pumped that that Bohemian Rhapsody didn't win, but this would have been number two on my list of like, really? I don't, it's just such a, really? If Vice had won, you wouldn't, you would have been, Vice at least has ambition. There's there's no ambition to Green Book whatsoever to me. I think it's, it's such a bland, fine kind of a movie with one great performance and another that's okay. I mean, or Mm -hmm. solid, I guess, but I just, just, I'm tired of this kind of, of movie no let me rephrase that i don't mind this kind of movie existing because we gotta we gotta fill 52 weeks of the year we gotta give people movies that they want to go see we have to uh you know we have to cater to audiences and this this did fine and it's a drama and it's not superheroes and all this sort of thing but as far as this kind of movie this sort of um i don't even know like kind of uh placating racism as bad kind of movie makes me insane at this point. Like I'm just, I'm super over it. And I loved Mahershala Ali. I thought he was great and everything else I thought was fine and super did not deserve to be. I don't think it deserved to be in this conversation in any, any shape or form personally. And it's kind of like every movie this year. Yeah. I mean, look, they were great, but everything else was, Fine. <laughs> Roma is visually stunning and A Star is Born yeah. is like this really incredibly well done retelling of a story that's been told multiple times and the favorite has is so weird and different and, and has a lot of ambition so does Vice and uh, Black Panther is incredibly significant on so many levels and and then you've got Bohemian Rhapsody and then this and I'm just like I don't it just seems it seems like uh, a lot of kind of patting ourselves on the back about we're fighting racism with with this movie, which also is just mired in about a dozen different controversies as far as like it's off screen stuff, let alone the the on screen stuff. 
we mentioned <laughs> Olivia Coleman had the best speech of the night. Uh, Peter Fairley had the worst speech of the night when he came up. That was, hey man, the uh, let's let's not say that a movie about a um, a black man who faced unbelievable racism in the South, in the Southern United States, in the sixties. Um, let's not say that the movie about his life started, his word started with Vigo Mortensen. That's not a great look. This and whole it, thing started with Vigo. Yeah, the whole it. thing started with Vigo Mortensen. And he just kept going. Even Vigo, you could tell, was like, dude, stop, please. Like, stop, yeah. stop giving me credit for a story that has so nothing to do with me, basically, other than I'm sure he's the one that, that got the, uh, that was pushing the movie from behind the scenes, I guess. But this is like, let's not pretend like this was hard movie to get to screen. You know, like this was very clearly a movie that you can easily market obviously and, and come away with the uh, audience and, and awardsy type stuff. I just think it's a really bland into a, a year that probably that wasn't a very good year. So maybe that's fitting, but it just, there's just a lot of not great about, this whole thing that, that I would have liked to, I just, I don't know. I, I don't think this is good. This is certainly not going to age well. And it's just a kind of another, it seemed like this was a night where we did take some steps as far as diversity and inclusion as an industry. And then this movie is like, all right, we did some great stuff tonight. Pat ourselves on the back. The movie where the white person fixes racism. Awesome. You know, and it's just, I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of the bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed a bit inconsistent with the uh, the rest of the night, but that's mm-hmm. that's often kind of how it goes. Yeah, if if I was a, an Academy voter, which I'm not, I would have voted for yeah. Yeah. probably Black Klansmen mm-hmm. uh, off this list. And I liked each of these films for different reasons, but I think Black Klansmen was the best film of the year and again with subjective art i understand that but mm-hmm. yeah green book does seem a little bit off just kind of with the how the academy was thinking other than um Mahershala and and uh in the screenplay award mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so yeah the uh, the academy awards are done it was a bit odd having julie roberts announce best picture for <laughs> no reason whatsoever other than well, Zach Dale, she's doing good on Amazon, I guess, or you know, <laughs> yeah, very, very yeah. <laughs> We had so many TV stars on the night, which is fine. Like, I'm fine with that. It just seems like I don't know. There's a lot of actors that are movie stars. Maybe we should, <laughs> maybe we should have them present the movie awards. I don't know. And and then Julia Roberts in the year in which she kind of regained relevancy through TV. It's just kind of a maybe a little bit of a microcosm of where the movie industry is at as a whole in some ways. It was really weird when Joe Perry came up and presented <laughs> the award vampires of Hollywood, I guess some tie in or Duffy boy, Duffy, where you at Duff? Um, okay. Speaking of just the, Tom Oscars, uh, a, a couple of uh, trailers debuted during the show. We, we mentioned the Irishman, uh, they had a new trailer for the Lion King remake, which was the same trailer yeah. that we've seen. Same trailer. I same trailer. guess like five and seconds it, of extra footage with with some different, couple different shots in there of the Pride Rock and all that, and uh, a couple different trailers for Rocket Man, which is either gonna just won seven best be the biggest awards. to be the biggest movie of all time or the biggest. <laughs> risky flop of all time. I don't know which I don't, way this. I is mean, gonna it's go. going to make a lot of money and it'll be decently received. 
because of the release of it and just I think people will this was like a one-time thing with Bohemian. If the, if Rocket Man had come out first, I think it would have had the same run as Bohemian. Mm. But I don't think it'll have the same awards run as Bohemian just because people are like, oh, that's already been done. It's kind of like how Walk the Line didn't have quite the run of Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it won yeah, some. Sure. By the way, I, I thought know. Ray was a great movie. And I don't yeah. believe that was the Best Picture nominee, was it? Yeah, it was. was. It he best won. Picture? I know he won, but I didn't feel like um, anyone at the time was like considering that the best movie of the year, like they were for Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm looking it up. Anyway, just, just comparing it's hard to music biopics on IMDb, you know, and have it come up yeah. quickly. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah, it won. You know, it didn't. It wasn't. I don't think it was just best actor and then best sound mixing. Well, no one. Okay, I'm looking for a nomination. Yeah, it was nominated yeah. for best picture, best director, best editing, and best costume design. Mm-hmm. Taylor Hackford, husband of Helen Mirren. Oh, yeah. um, okay, that about wraps up the Academy Awards mm-hmm. for 2019. Man, and that about does her. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think we've said it all. It's a good. It's a good year. A good way to put a bow on it, and um, you know, well, <laughs> <laughs> never... <laughs> I disagree. It was not a good year to me. I thought it was a really bad Oscar year. Some it was good a bad Oscar movies, year, but it was but... a. I don't know. This year, I mean, for the, just for the podcast sake, I feel like it was a good year for movies. Just there was a lot of different stuff to talk about. It was. Um, I don't know. It was definitely interesting. Yeah, no, I don't think it was a. I don't think it was a bad year for movies. I think it was a bad year for Oscar movies, the type of thing that we're looking for in an Oscar, and look no further than Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, um, we'll never know what Joe Satriani thought about <laughs> Green Book, but I put know. in a call. He is not. He's not returned my text yet. Okay. But, uh, we'll see. What what do you uh where can we find you online, Brian? You can find me on the Twitter, Beagle Twelve. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on all the social at BucketheadFan61. Um that's everywhere. That's on all the social. Mm-hmm. And Kent, where can I find you? <laughs> Buckethead sixty one. Is there any significance to 61? Because Buckethead 1 through 60 was were taken. No, right? no. Those were taken. Buckethead yeah. 69 was taken, so he just. <laughs> yeah. Just, no, because Buckethead was born, obviously. Uh, Brian Patrick Carroll, obviously. Uh, also known as Buckethead, was born in 1969. And, uh, you know, minus 8, 61. <laughs> Because there's eight pieces of chicken in each of his buckets, so you see, you see what it, you see where it gets there. Yeah. Okay. Duh. It's not that hard to figure out, guys. <laughs> you can find me at Kent Garrison on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and uh, KentGarrison.com. Uh, find us MadAboutMoviesPodcast.com. If you want to be a VIP, we do more than one episode a week, and we release those on the VIP feed. We're talking Anchorman this week. Yeah, Anchorman. I don't Fifteen years. You. Something like that. Something like that? 10 years? 15. 15. 15. 15. Yeah. Uh, since Anchorman. And uh, that episode will be happening in the VIP. So stay tuned for that. And have a good time. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time at the cinema. So- hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. 
And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do with those tossed down and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face Again. 